welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And boy, things have changed in the last few weeks around this country and around the world. And I am joined by two of my besties, Tab Norris and Tom. <laughs> Bestie. You know, it's really good to see you guys. I've been kind of quarantined here. I know I know you have too, but uh yeah, it's, it's good to see your faces on the screen. We're trying something a little bit new here at Ales with Aslan. Welcome, welcome. Well, nice, to, nice to get connected with you, Scott. Yeah, exactly. it's good to have you. And, uh, of course, before we get into a, a really important topic, we're going to talk about selling remotely. Like, everybody that's been selling face-to-face -face for years is all of a sudden stuck in a basement office and trying to sell. Like, well, let's, let's help these people through this crazy transition. But before we do that, Tab, you got something frosty and refreshing in your hand. I can see it. And yes. it's selectable. Well, you know, I'm kind of a hometown guy. I've done this before. Yeah. You know, everybody knows I love my hoppy IPAs. My, I love all those. But um, I live in Athens, Georgia, and we have a brewery called Creature Comforts. Oh, yeah. They, they come out. They've just come out with a, a, an easy drink. They call it a, a clean, crisp, easy drinking lager. Mm. And, you know, sometimes that's what you need. What is it, 80 degrees there in Athens right it's now? It's actually 82 right now. Easy See? drink. And so I'm just cracking open, uh, and they call it just good cold beer. And <laughs> I, I, I went on the tour last week, and I now know how it's made. So <laughs> cheers. All cheers. right, well, good. That week, tabs off and run. How about you, Tom? I know, I know well, you're uh, – Guys. Guys. I'm going to impress you with my choice. You're going to okay. see you know, how, what a strong man that I am. Okay. I'm, I'm going with the ginger peach sparkling water. It's made with natural flavors. <laughs> it's very similar to hops. It's, 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 it's not, I will say it's not very hoppy. <laughs> I am, hold on. It's got a hint of chocolate, maybe. Doesn't uh, sound very gorgeous. And peaches go together. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, I'm on the whole 30, guys. So okay. I, well, I am staying committed to my whole 30 plan. And uh, I have, I think I have 14 more days. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, and I'm down six pounds. So thank you. Wow. Well, wow. that's really congratulations. And, and by the way, we're not pushers on Ales with Aslan. If you don't, if you're a guest and you don't, you know, imbibe, that is absolutely up to you. But I, for one, am going to, despite the amount of NyQuil I've consumed over the last few weeks, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a Oarsman Ale. It's Bell's Oarsman Ale, like a Tart Wheat Ale. Uh, I was going to look where it's from here. Yeah, it's 4% uh, alcohol by volume. So uh, we're going to have a few. Uh, we're going to crack that and, oh, listen to that. Yeah, I'm going right out of the can. I'm not quite as sophisticated. Okay, I'm off there whole 30 and we'll get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> the sound alone is worth, oh, let's just try that. I got Tropicalia in the refrigerator tab. Uh, I just had a couple of those last night, my friend. That may well, be my favorite. Tart is the word, is. by the way. That is tart. That's like a sweet tart. Mm, wow. Sweet tart beer. God, well, did I tell you, you know, you left that nut brown in our last podcast. That, I remember. Well, what kind of beer is that? I'm, 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 yeah, it was some kind of dark, yeah, nut brown porters or stouters. Oh, yeah, dark, it, coffee. It was coffee. It had 11.5% BB, ABV. Wow. And I thought, well, I don't know. I'm just kind of in the mood for beer. 
and I cracked that thing open. It was so smooth, but it definitely hit me a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Good thing we didn't use that one on the air. That might have No, I, I would not have made it through that podcast, although I probably would have helped. Well, good. I mean, this, this podcast is all about selling remotely, but you know, let's just start with like, where are we, you know, as a profession, this, this, the buzz that's going on around the country, around the world right now. I mean, what are you guys hearing? It's just, it's been nuts. It's been, it's just been such a transition for all of us. You know, it, it, I'll jump in. I, 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 what I've been surprised about is there seems like there's two worlds. Like I get in meetings with reps or companies that I'm working with or companies that are we're their clients and everything's moving. You know, we're talking to our marketing firms and we're, we're spending money with them and yep. other firms that we're meeting with or selling and meeting with their customers. So there's things happening. But then when I look at the stock market and I read about the virus <laughs> report, I think everything's shut down. So it's kind of an interesting time, but I know one thing's for sure. Everybody's stuck in their house. No one's going anywhere. And that is a big challenge and a, and a new day for people that, spending three days a week on the road yeah yeah so true yeah scott i had i, I got a call from i talked to one of a sales rep just two days ago mm. same thing she said it's crazy i'm in my house I, I i can't talk to any of not yet i have to wait like a week and then i can kind of call but i've never called any of these people I mean, yeah. I've always, it was, it was uh, in the, in the world of healthcare and yeah. I just go to the hospital and wander around. Now I have to, my quota hadn't changed. That's and right. what am I going to do? I got to figure out how to use the telephone. Yeah. Yeah. The quota is not quarantine. Is that what we've been hearing? Oh yeah. Love <laughs> the quota is not quarantine. Well, we yeah. are, but the quota is not. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I totally hear that. I mean, you know, I was, I was at a sales conference a couple weeks ago um, and it had not sort of taken over yet. The, 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 you know, people were still sort of traveling, but one of the, the, the themes that came out was, you know, even if this thing does get worse and it sure did, and it's continuing to, you know, continuing to get worse um, as salespeople, it, you know, we can't stand still, right. We have to continue to try to, to keep working and tr keep helping. Really. I look at it that way, helping our customers uh, with the problems because everybody's trying to navigate this individually. And so I think what we have for you today um, are some ways that might just give you some ideas, some thoughts um, from two guys that have been doing this for a very long time on how to stay motivated, maybe some selling tips, but some ways for us to kind of, you know, help you help yourself through this, this challenging time as sales reps. And so Tom, I don't know, where should we start? What's a good sort of first idea? Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think we need to start and I would, I guess, just like to offer some encouragement to our listeners on just how to get through the day, how to stay motivated, how to stay positive. And, you know, as I was preparing for this podcast tab, I went back to your basement. <laughs> it's right. The person that lives there now care that you're yeah, in? <laughs> I'm, I'm in tabs. I'm in tabs basement. There's not a window. I didn't even know if it was raining. <laughs> I had a makeshift like card table and then a credenza that I put together was my, desk in return nice. we had very little money and we were starting Aslan I didn't have a brochure nobody knew who Aslan was I couldn't send him anything but I did know I had to make a certain number of calls and you know this kind of reminds me of those days because what I did back then which got me through the day and actually helped us launch Aslan and led to business and we got business and we grew Aslan is that I would judge my success at the end of the day based on did I complete my plan I had a very specific point system and I'd say, I want to make this number of calls. I had a goal for this many conversations. 
and I did not judge myself on dollars or success other than did I work my plan? Mm-hmm. Because I knew if I worked my plan, I would be successful. And here's what I also know. If I don't do anything, I definitely won't be successful. <laughs> so I would just encourage everybody, just don't look, don't look past tomorrow. Like, yeah. make yeah. your plan tonight. Figure out what you're going to do tomorrow, which is always by a better way to work your day is to be more organized, is to plan your day the day before. Take a couple of minutes. That's something I try to, I try to do every day. And then tomorrow, just work your plan. And That's- then... You do it, you are successful. Yeah, so simple, taking one bite at a time out of that elephant, right? Not looking at this thing as, what if I'm stuck here for three, four months? It's more like, what am I gonna do tomorrow to improve things and, and, and just, like you said, work your plan. Yeah, and don't get past to tomorrow. Don't get past tomorrow. Yeah. Just, um, wouldn't you say, stay away from the couch? One time, one time, I did slip a little bit and I laid down on the couch just for a second and I fell asleep so deeply. Tab's wife came home. I didn't even hear the garage door open, which was right next to the room. But when she came in the room and opened that door, I jumped up. I don't even think I could talk. I, I totally forgot about that. But let's brilliant. just be fair. I took many a nap on that. So after I hit my number, of course, I hit my plan and then maybe grab a quick nap, get re-motivated. So anyway, it's so true. It does bring back memories. But yeah. I was motivated. I was motivated. Definitely. And and I do think, you know, having structure in your day and and and, and working a, a specific plan and, and, and what I'll just call mini wins, right? So that endorphin rush we get when we achieve something, even if it's just well a simple checklist of things, right, is is a great way to uh, just stay motivated in, in tumultuous times. Um, how do we handle the, you know, if we're salespeople, we're social people, right? So, you know, we, we, we're used to being able to be with our peers, we're with our customers, we're with our, our team leader, our sales leader, and, and now we're not. So, you know, what are some ways to sort of keep that in perspective and maybe enhanced? Tab, why don't you tell them what, uh, <laughs> about our, uh, our uh, virtual happy hour we had last night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was awesome. We were supposed to have this get-together, and because we were all shut down, we couldn't. And so we popped up our Ring Central Zoom, and we did a virtual happy hour. And so everyone was invited for 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Bring your favorite beverage of choice. And we had like, well, we had like 25 people on that, yeah. on our virtual cocktail Yeah, it was, it was amazing. You could have 25, 20, I think we could see 20 people. Is that right? Or 21? Yeah, I think it was over 20. Yeah, yeah. had to drink and, and, and it was funny. People, oh. people, and, and these are all, I mean, we work with all these people. I hadn't seen one of the, like Bobby, I hadn't seen Bobby, one of our facilitators, consultants, face to face in, you know, two years, right. probably. And I probably wouldn't see her for another year, but yet I was easy. How easy was it for us to stay social? I'm actually having a happy hour with my family tonight. Yeah. 7.45. It's the new thing. Yeah. It is. So, it, anyway, is. it was so much fun. And I do think that's really important to stay motivated and, and, and keep focused on what we need to be doing is make sure we're, have, we're connecting. Yeah, for and sure. Leaders are, if, if leaders are listening too, that's a great way to get your team together. Not, it doesn't have to just be a business meeting. You can get your team together for all kinds of uh, social events. I think that's, that's, that's a great point. Great point. And, you know, I guess also, you know, 
as we talk about it, Aslan and Tom, you've, you've, both of you have said this many, many times that we're never more fulfilled than when we're serving others. And so at a time when, when the tendency might be to turn inward and think about, oh my gosh, what is this going to mean to my, my personal pocketbook? What's this going to mean to my family and, and who's going to get the virus? And actually turning that around and, and, and serving others in this time is a great way to stay motivated, isn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, when I think about, you know, the people that inspire me when things are difficult, I look to people who go, well, if they can get through this and they have a positive attitude and they, they are looking at life and they got a big smile on their face. I'm like, okay, so if they can do it, then I definitely can do it because I know some of the challenges. And it makes me think of a guy I know named Kyle Pease. He has cerebral palsy. He can't do anything other than barely move his wheelchair, but he gets around. I ran into him the other day at the biggest smile on his face and he just, all he did when I was with him, and I was with him with a group of people, as he went around and served everybody. He asked about them. He got to know them. He, he encouraged me. He's, he's a guy that serves. And when I, know, when I see these people who have this smile in the midst of very dark times or dark situations or challenges, they're always serving. They always, you know, they always focus on what they can give versus what they can get. Because, you know, when I focus on what I can get, and what I need, that then I just want more. But when I focus on how can I help and serve other people, I'm fulfilled. Um, I get more than I give, and so and I'm saying that for me, by the way, because I'm I'm starting to see myself work inward. You know, our, our, we've got challenges in business. I mean, the stock market down. I mean, it's it's tough. So I'm thinking, you know what? I need to get out of myself, yeah. and I need to think about who, who who around me in my circle needs something. And, um, so I think that's something that most people probably aren't talking about, but, uh, I think it's a good, a great point. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny. My wife and I were talking about bringing food to, to some of our friends, parents who are very elderly and really shouldn't probably leave their house. And, and then we kind of said, let's just go buy as much toilet paper as we can and let's deliver that around the neighborhood. But I think we won't do that. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a little awkward. <laughs> it'd be a little awkward. Would you like a roll? I mean, I'm sure you're down at work. Um, very good. So from anything else from a motivation, just staying sort of, you know, keeping keeping our head above water, but maybe even thriving in this environment. I mean, I felt so energized by our cocktail hour last night, seeing those people, like you said, Tom, that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And we're making that a regular. That's going to be our Thirsty Thursday, right? We're going to do that every week. And, and we're going to do it, yeah. Yeah, I think, too, I will say this just came to mind, is, is that, Every time there's a downturn like that, there's always an opportunity. Yeah. So everybody, there's something that needs to be done differently. And if you can think about that and come up with that new way to serve, figure out how to better way to serve your customer. What is your customer's needs? What are they struggling with? That's going to lead to some opportunity. And I can't obviously articulate it for everybody that might be listening, but there's a lot of things happening. I know in our business, there's a lot of, this is forcing us to develop some solutions and products and services that we need to develop. So focus on that and yep. uh, see it as an opportunity. Cause you know, I remember saying this cause we've been through four of these now, but I remember saying there's people that are going to say, there's no way I can hit my quota and my number because this is what's happening in the market. And there's people like, no, I'm going to do it. And both of those people are right. And they've, they, it's always been true. There's the people that believe it can't happen. There's the people that believe it will happen. And, both of them usually are right. Very good. Good. Yep. 
Well, good. So that's that's on the motivation side, but let's get even more practical and talk a little bit about maybe some selling tips um, of, of what we need to be thinking about as we, you know, hunker down for the next weeks and months uh, as, as this thing sort of runs its course and we hope, you know, leads us back out into a, an uplift. But uh, where would you start with, with some selling tips for our, our listeners? Well, I think the first thing I would say is if you're going to be using most likely Zoom or some kind of, boy, their stock's doing well, some sort of video conferencing service. Yeah. And I've been on this now, it feels like 24 seven and mm-hmm it takes a little bit of time to get comfortable navigating back and forth. Like there's a bunch of different images. How do you move between those images of the people that are participating? What are your options when it goes down? You know, like if the video doesn't work or people can't access and the phone does and training people how to do that. I mean, there's a lot we could be talking about. Obviously that's not the purpose of this podcast is to say, here's all the things you need to know about the technology, but you need to play with it a lot and put yourself, all the different situations that you can so that you can navigate quickly. Cause a lot of things change that I'm not used to changing. That's you, right. Yeah. All of a sudden you'll click on something and everybody disappears. Well, how do you get them back? Or somebody starts talking and you can't see the decision maker, but you can see this one person, but I can't see that. How do I get back? And meanwhile, you're supposed to be asking the next question and taking notes. It, it's a little bit awkward at first. So I would recommend toward that end to just have a couple of practice meetings and yeah. push yourself to the limit, try to think of everything possible that could go wrong and um, you'll work through it. Yeah, team up with another sales rep, team up with your manager and, and try, the, try the technology out before you, you know, try it on live, <laughs> with live ammo on, on live customers, yeah. right? But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there are so many things those tools can do. I learned uh, several yesterday, breakout rooms and whiteboards and things yeah. that, that you can do but I wouldn't be testing those when you're live on the phone with a customer, right? So make no, sure. Yeah. And I would say spend some time and maybe a little money on the technology to create a great backdrop and a good camera so that it's not expensive, but you know, like a lot of people will have bad lighting. So there's light behind them and you can barely see their face or, you know, the background is distracting. So I think, you know, spend some time and effort on that. Where do you need to be? What do you need to set up and make your situation? I think that's a great point. Great yeah. point. And I would also say prepare for the worst. Yeah. Prepare for it to go down so you can't see them and you can't share your screen. So you need to be prepared to send it to them. And you can meet via phone and you, they can review the documents that you emailed. So always have those backup plans because the system's overwhelmed right now. So things are crashing. We both had two meetings yesterday, Scott, where all of a sudden it didn't happen. Exactly. And you can have your, a lot of your video conferences it could be either there's an app on your phone that will work on your phone, but it won't work on your computer. I mean, there's just, there's a lot to, to work through there, but, um, and we'll be coming out with some specific checklists for technology. So, so look for that. Yeah. yeah that sounds like another podcast. We yeah, may have to be all over that one. Yeah. I, I do think, so, so managing your technology and being very comfortable and fluid with it, uh, so your customer doesn't feel that because, you know, they're in an awkward spot too, right? They're not used to this either. And I think the more that we look like experts as their sales rep and, and have our proverbial stuff together, uh, even at a technology level is, is, you know, the better off we look as a company and as a trusted advisor, which we all seek to be. So that's great. Now, what about Let customers? Me, before ahead. you jump to something else, Scott, I want to piggyback on what you just said about being comfortable because this just came to me because I've been, again, on the other side of these meetings where people are selling to me. 
And I will tell you, the reps that are comfortable with the technology and like, and they're comfortable with the camera and they're just relaxed and they're like, this is no big deal. And, they, and honestly, I like that they're kind of dressed a little casual, but yeah. they're like, this is my thing. I do this. And I think for some of us who are used to selling face to face, it's, it's going to feel awkward, but I would just say, just enjoy the, it just, it's not just enjoy the, yeah. uh, you know, being at your home and don't make it a big deal. And, and I think well, it'll be much better. You know, we're all being brought back to our core, you know, human <laughs> core. Right. And so when you're talking to somebody, it's human to human, we're all going through the macro condition right. together. And so whatever we're talking about is hopefully to make, you know, if I'm the sales rep, I'm trying to help make your life better. I'm not trying to be a nuisance. I'm not trying. And so that allows for a conversation that may feel a little different than some sales conversation. Right. Feel, uh, because we're all in this together sort yeah. of feeling. So. Yeah. yeah. My, my granddaughter called up at my lap yesterday on the call and started picking her nose. Mm. And, you know, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> that. I would not recommend that. I, I believe that was caught on national TV. We, we, I, I think that should be a bullet point. Please don't pick your nose. Yeah. How's that? Well, yeah, I will add that. So try to pull that off. If you're young, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. What, what did, what did one of the participants say? I think it was John said, uh, I, I believe the, um, <laughs> they told us not to put our hands in our mouth or nose. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a training on the coronavirus. It, was it wasn't. It wasn't. Very good. Very good. So what about, you know, those of us that, that sell for a living that are that are trying to meet with our customers who say, why, why would I meet virtually? Like, I don't want to meet right now. I'm, you know, I'm too busy or I've, uh, I'm not ready for that. Well, I think I think that's I think we need to prepare for that. I think if we've been meeting with customers face-to-face uh, -face, and especially yeah. if we're account managers and that's kind of a regular expectation you know I'm a pharma rep matter of fact I met we met with one of our pharmaceutical clients uh, yesterday and that's one of their big concerns like hey we're always here now we're not I don't think setting up virtual meetings is something that the customer is going to say oh sure we'll just meet virtually yeah versus face-to-face -face. I think a lot of the response is going to be it's going to be, yeah, I'll do it, but they're not engaged, meaning I don't really want to meet, but I'll just say hi, but I'm going to be busy doing something else because I'm going to be distracted by the distance. You're not standing right there. Or they're just going to say, hey, look, when this thing blows over, we'll get back together. No big deal. We're all good. Hey, we're cool. We're good. And you're going to be shot out, which means, by the way, your competition could potentially start to grow their account share. So I think we need to have, and this is true for all, all of us who are in sales, I think we need to have a very... Um, strong reason why we need to meet because I think a lot of us who are meeting face to face are like, especially in account management is like, I'm just going to be there versus yeah. why am I going to be there? What's my purpose? What am I going to do for you that you've got all this stuff going on in your world? Why do you need to spend time with me versus, versus I just stop by and I say hi and I bump into you and you tell me where to put the samples or you tell me where whatever is and you just wander around and that's normal. It ain't normal anymore. So what's the reason? Why is it my, this is the one question you need to answer. Why is it my best interest to meet with you? Yeah. And the best way to come up with that answer, because you can't sometimes ask, is to think about what is on their whiteboard. Yeah. What are some things they're working on? And you lead with that. I want to talk to you because I know this is something, because you, if you can't start the sentence with because you are, then you probably don't have a reason to meet. Right. So work on that. Think about that before you just schedule a meeting or ask for a meeting. 
And in theory, you have time, you have more time to prepare for each engagement. And so, so take that time and be very thoughtful about, you know, the why me portion. Um, yeah. Very good. Very good. So let's talk more about the other selling tips. I mean, well, you know, there, people meet virtually out of necessity, but some people, you know, they've been doing this for a while. Is there anything they would be doing differently? Or is there any other tips for those that are, you know, um, that, that are engaged in a, in a, in a, uh, a part of the market that actually embraces this? Is there anything else that those folks need to know? I'll make sure I understand your question. You're saying if they've been selling virtually? Yeah. Does anything change for them? I mean, the buyers are, are sort of, you know, not used to it or they are used to it, but we're calling into a new area. For example, you know, in our, in our world, we have call centers. Like what's happening with call centers right now? You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's different, there's different aspects that, that, that could come through. So less time, less control of the meeting. Yeah, the only thing that comes to, to mind for, for people that have already selling virtually yeah, um, or meeting on the phone, inside sales, et cetera, that they should, they're probably best equipped for this. Yeah. Uh, this change. They're like, oh, this is nothing. There's no new, this is no news, you know, new phenomenon for me. But I do think what their customers might be experiencing is different. And so not calling with the same, Hey, I want to talk to you about the thing I always talk to you about versus yeah. being able, it is very difficult because we always default to self. Anytime you challenge somebody to say, before you start talking, tell me what they're thinking and you'll see people pause. Yeah. What are the three things they want out of this meeting? What is what's again, back to what's on their whiteboard? Because what used to be on their whiteboard is no longer on their whiteboard. You're right. And that and that's changing like on a daily basis for some businesses, right? I mean, some people are going into complete crisis mode. Mm -hmm. um, how are we going to make payroll? And so, you know, if, you, if you've got stuff that can help companies navigate the very near future, you've got reason to talk to them and you should be prepared to do so. Right. Um, very good. So uh, one thing that I, that I thought of, because I think you, were, you and I were on a call recently, where, where someone did this very well, um, with video outside of, you know, sort of a difference from the phone, you can still read body language. You can still see people's eyes glaze over or you can see them kind of look perplexed. And, and so reading that body language, reading your audience, making sure that you are making an impact on video is actually mm -hmm. as, as good as it is in, a, in person in some ways, right? And the example I was thinking of was this morning, you know, this morning or yesterday, whenever that was, when the person said, geez, Tom, you, you look like you're perplexed about that. Are you, that didn't yeah, that doesn't look a, like that hit, right? Well, we need to, I think it's good to talk about this in two scenarios. One is you got video, right? So you do have a video conference. Yeah. What you, this is one of those situations where you need to learn how to manage technology because you can control the screen. So if somebody's video, a lot of times if you're showing a document, they're going to be in a really small box and it'll be hard to read their facial expressions. Good point. Yeah. So I think what this rep did is they thought, okay, the person that I don't know and I want to see how the response is was me. So I think they had my picture video on large setting. So they probably clicked on it so they could see me really well. And as she was, when I was listening to this presentation being made by her colleague, yeah, she could see that I was having a little bit of a negative reaction. So she, because she was watching me, intentionally watching me, she pulled, pulled that out of me. She said, Tom, you seem like you're not really following this or you may have a concern. And she, and she clarified that. So I think that's, that's really important to think about the screens 
be intentional about who you're looking at. Don't look at the presentation, look at, and it may be a reason to have two people on the call versus one. Yeah, um, really good point. Another yeah. thing that this same rep did, which I think is really important over the phone, whether you're video or not, is she asked for specific feedback because a lot of times you can't read body language or it's just not as easy to tease that out as, as it is face-to-face, -face, is ask very specific feedback. On a scale of one to 10, how helpful was that? That, that was good, yeah. Yeah, so that's get, yeah, get very, you, you've got to, people don't want to tell you bad news. And so you have to learn how to get them to interact with you, whereas it's a little easier to pick it up. And they're more comfortable face-to-face. -face. Yeah, I think that's tremendous, tr tremendous. And I think, you know, that brings up another point about doing this is that you, you've got to, a lot of these things aren't going to happen quickly. People meet differently over the phone or virtually than they do face-to-face. Face-to-face, an hour is no big deal. People enjoy it more. People are willing to spend more time. It easily can turn more relational. Over the phone or virtually, it gets to be more of a let's get it done fast. It's not as enjoyable for people. They, they, they want to move quickly. There's less sometimes uh, of the relationship building. So I think you need to create, or one of the mistakes I think people make is they don't set themselves up for success. And I've been, again, on the other end of this where, you know, we're meeting with, the, we're getting pitched by a firm and they're one of three and one firm knows us and knows us well and has met with us several times. The other two don't know us and they only have 45 minutes to win four people over in a virtual presentation. There's no way that's going to happen. They were going to, they lost as soon as they signed up for a 45 minute presentation they lost. Yeah. So the point is, is if it's going to take an hour and a half and you need a certain group there and you need to be able to show them certain things or do you need to control that right. because you're going to say, ah, let's do 30 minutes. And if you say, sure, that might be the end of your relationship. Yeah. And so you're, you're not going to be able to put your, what is it going to take for them to really get what you offer? You need to be able to communicate why it's their best interest to, to, to spend that time, especially if you're selling products and you're used to showing it to them, and now you have to do it over the phone. So if, you're, if you land on, this is going to take an hour, then you need to ask for an hour. So I think that's something else to, to, to uh, remember. Excellent, excellent. All right, as we kind of bring uh, this to a close, is there anything else that, that you know, folks can think about in these tumultuous times, of, uh, you know, when they're selling remotely that they should be kind of considering? The last thing I would say, Scott, is one of and kind of giving you some of these tips based on what I've observed in the last you know several weeks and just what we've seen over the years in people selling over the phone um, is when you're over the phone, your sales process is a lot more important because when you when you want to advance somebody from one stage to the next, it can't be hey, well I'll just follow up. Why don't I touch base next week or next month? At the end, they're not really going to be interested in you touching base. It's like, what's, what, what are the steps involved and how do you want to move them through the process? So if it's about learning about a new solution you offer, or it's, it's, uh, maybe it's a brand new opportunity, what are the steps and how are you going to move them through those steps? Because it's a lot harder to do that again, over the phone than it is face to face. And I will say back to the opportunity, if you can do this over the phone, Selling face-to-face -face is easy. Yeah, that, Tom, I was going to say, that's something that I think is, this is a prime time to sharpen your skills as a field salesperson. Yeah. 
because what I've my experience over the years is I've watched organizations that when they've just had field reps, they've had inside salespeople that they've moved to the field rep role, they crush it because they just master at that level. So I, I think that's a great takeaway. You know, hey, it's, look at this as a growing development opportunity for you. Right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really, I'm glad you said that, Tab, because, you know, there's a lot of sellers who get by on their charm and charisma and personality. And I mean, if you have, if you've got on a scale of one to 10, your, your charisma is at a 10. I think best case in this environment, it's a five. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so you're going to have to get really good at the technical side of selling. That's exactly so right. And not lean on your charm and attractiveness. We, and we can't all be Scott Cassidy. Tom. Wow. We can't all be Scott Cassidy. Are you yeah. calling me shallow Hal again? I, I felt like that was a <laughs> compliment. Yeah. Well, you know, and what, what's great, um, if you really are interested in talking a little bit more about the sales process, just go over to episode 45 because we covered that in some detail. Oh, yes, episode 45. So, so yeah, go back and listen mm. to that on sales process. Is that when we had Bradley Cooper on? Um, I believe it was. It was, uh, right after, it was right after the movie. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. The star is born. born. He was born yeah. on As Ailes with Aslan. Yeah. And we had Lady Gaga on right after that. Yeah, so I would do 49 and 50. Yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. Boy, that's heavy promotion. Excellent job. All right, well, this has been great. Good, good, uh, good session. We're all in this together. I think... Uh, if these podcasts are helpful to you, we really hope you, you know, share them with your friends, share them on social media, like them, subscribe. We want to get this to as many of you out there as we can. This is all about you and making selling as a profession uh, as fun as it possibly can be and as fruitful as it possibly can be for all of you. And so uh, we enjoyed another week of Ales with Aslan. We'll talk to you one more week. Enjoy the beer.